seven, Stan Phillips. Good morning, Met fans. Happy Saturday to you. How you doing? Uh, well, we started a new month. June is over. June has always been horrendous. But you know what? June wasn't that bad after all, considering a tough schedule and the fact that the Braves probably had the easiest schedule in baseball. The Mets the toughest. The Mets are still in first place. But we turned the page, and a new month is here. And we kicked off July on the right foot, getting a big win over the Texas Rangers. And by golly, we received good news about Max Scherzer. Yes, yesterday, Edward, Eduardo Escobar, who has been in a funk lately, smashed a three-run homer in David Peterson's 10 strikeouts. And we needed him big time yesterday, and he came through big time with the 10Ks and emergency start, and he propelled the Mets to a 4-3 win over the Rangers. Peterson, who has to be a little bit nervous, not only on the ball field, but off the ball field, as his wife still has not given birth, reflected on his outing and discussed if... The lefty should stick in rotation when DeGrom and Scherzer come back. Well, the way he pitched yesterday, that's going to have to be given some consideration. Uh, he really, really came through yesterday. I was a little scared about what might happen there yesterday, but David Peterson answered the bell. And uh, it's going to be interesting now. You want these kind of problems. And when is Max Scherzer going to return? Well, the good news is it looks like it's going to be Tuesday. Tuesday in Cincinnati. I know they hit the balls out of the ballpark there. The ballpark doesn't hold the ball well, but we'll see what happens when Max comes in. It's just going to give a boost to the team and the team morale, I think. And how about Eduardo Escobar? Maybe this is the turnaround point for him, that home run. I've always said you're not as bad as you are when you're going bad, and you're never as good as you are when you're going good. So hopefully this was a turning point. Now, what are the other issues? Well, how about Francisco Alvarez? The way he is lighting up the minor leagues, he might very well be the hottest batter in the minor leagues. Do we call him up? Now, Ronnie Mauricio is going to have a tough time fitting in with the organization, Uh there may not be a spot on the Mets for him. So he may be one of the candidates the Mets are looking to deal at the trade deadline. That's always something we have to keep in mind. And finally, finally, Bobby Bonilla day is over. As the years go by, more and more we are getting deluge with Bobby Bonilla day. And I, for one, am happy, 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 happy to see that go. Uh, it's fun, but it was beaten to death this year. Even Steve Cohen got into the... Uh, mixed there yesterday but how about Eduardo Escobar his second half of June was a stretch to forget but the Met third baseman flipped the calendar in July and wiped the slate clean he's embracing a new season mentality and his three-run homer in the bottom of the fourth inning gave New York a lead it did not relinquish and route to a 4-3 triumph over the Rangers yes the Rangers I root against the Texas Rangers not the New York Rangers and if it's a start of a new month and a start of a new season for Escobar then hopefully he can start hitting like the Escobar we thought he would be. From the 8th spot of the Mets lineup, Escobar's 7th home run could not have come at a better time, especially after 
0.9093-128-163 slash line from June 12th until Friday night. And sometimes it's more mental and emotional when you have these slumps. Uh, and you could tell that Eduardo's the type of guy that cares and almost to a fault. And it's well documented what type of human being he is. And uh, it felt like all 25 guys hit that home run. Everyone was so happy for him to hit it. Uh, the players really feed off of his energy, and they were so happy to see him do well, and that was nice to see. Uh, we just got to get going for an extended period of time. It could be Eduardo's time to carry the team. And sooner or later, guys chase their own track record and come back to the norm. And hopefully this is the start of it. And the Mets needed it tonight, obviously, after the two games against the Astros. Now, Escobar is no youngster. He's 33 and has been around MLB long enough to know what Walter means. Uh, when he talks about they need Escobar. Uh, Escobar even says, and I think it's everything more when you're thinking too much. Being, being Coming here, working hard, everything, every day. Watch my video, everything. But today it's go and have fun. That's the most important part. Have fun, control yourself. You control working hard every day. It's what I do my whole career. Come into the field, respect the game. Working hard, playing hard. And that is good to see. I'm feeling when you got a fourth base in an MLB, I'm feeling it like that. Especially, you know, um, for winning the game, uh, it feels really good. I'm you know, guys, uh, how much I'm working hard every day uh, for my result coming, but I said this morning to start new month. Uh, the new the season start today, so hopefully start hitting more. Uh, I think it's everything more. Hey, when you think it too much, you know, because I'm coming here working hard, doing my routine every day, push hard, watch my video, everything. But when you think it too much, and you know, you're thinking, thinking a lot. So, but today, it's, hey, hey, man, go over there, have fun. That's the most important. Have fun, you know, control the results, you control working hard every day, you know. It's, it's what I have control. It's why I do it all my career, coming to the field, respect the game, working hard, play hard, you know. I don't control the results, and every single day I come here. I'm doing my best in the cage, in the BP. I go into the game, maybe two points out. I don't you know, want over there punch out. I want to do it the best, but sometimes, you know, you know where's the best one is hard, you know, but it's still possible. It keep, uh, we keep fighting. That was Eduardo Escobar talking about yesterday's performance, and that is good to see. Eduardo is back on the beam. And we need him. We need him. Don't underestimate Eduardo's uh, abilities on the field. He does it well. And like I said, yesterday David Peterson came through big time. And here's David Peterson's post-game uh, press conference coming up in just a second. And again, he describes how he attacked his own and got the run support he needed to get his fifth win of the season. And David Peterson's becoming an integral part of this team. So uh, good to see. Good to see. I have the confidence that I can contribute and compete at a high level uh, here for this team and help us win games. Um, and I have to credit a lot of those those veteran guys like Scherzer and Bassett, and Jay, Ty, Cooking, and I've got um, unbelievable resources to pick their brains, um, learn from, talk through things. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's. I expect to to do well. I've, I feel like I've 
proven to myself that I can compete at this level, that I belong here. And so, um, yeah, when I get the opportunity, I'm going to take the, the most of it and run with it. I think it was just attacking the zone, uh, being able to get a lot of first pitch strikes and kind of put them um, behind the ball and, and be able to to use the counters I wanted. Um, James was awesome back there. Um, defense was great. And then obviously the offense came through and got us the runs we needed. Um, but yeah, I think it was just being able to attack and then having that confidence in my teammates. There have been some mechanical things we've been trying to clean up um, for a couple weeks now, and um, I'm feeling really good with those. But I think it was just more about, um, you know, looking back on when I do get first pitch strikes, uh, the results, the attitude of the hitter changes, um, and, and just being able to go after them. So I think it's first pitch strikes are, are vital, and um, they didn't seem too eager to jump on the first pitch tonight. So. Um, it was good to just pump them in there and, and get the count in our favor. I think it just goes back to the mentality that I take into it of um, next pitch. You know, when that pitch leaves my hand, I don't have any more control over it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I left I left a ball in the zone for, for Simeon there. and I mean, he's a great hitter. And, and then I, I threw the wrong pitch to low. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that was, that was something very important for me tonight was Okay, they got the they got the home runs, but um, let's get back at it and um, get the next out or, or get the final outs of that inning and, and get the offense back in the box. There you have it, David Peterson. Big big day, big big day. Probably the biggest performance of the year because they didn't expect him to pitch at all and they needed him last night. So, way to go, David. And yes, he may be earning a trade. I mean, a, a spot in rotation. Sorry, I was talking about the trade. I was talking about Ronnie Mauricio before. And uh, you want to keep these players off limits. And I know the Mets are not going to trade probably Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, and Mark Vientos. But Mauricio, who has tools out the wazoo, including significant power potential, may be considered. I really don't want to see that happen, but... He is a good prospect. Some are saying not a great prospect. And the Mets remain highly aware of the, his issues with plate discipline and selectivity. His career on-base percentage in minors is 300. And he's at 291 in AA this year, so he really needs to bring up his on-base percentage. And that's a little troubling. And for some Mets people, it brings to mind another one-time shortstop prospect with a similar flaw, Ahmad Rosario. Now, Rosario, as you recall... The Mets were kind of in a down period, and he was receiving a lot more hype than Mauricio has, and has never emerged as anything close to a star at the major league level. He doesn't get on base enough, and he isn't particularly quick or dynamic on defense or the bases, but he is a serviceable shortstop. And that may be something that Ronnie Mauricio is, but we'll see what happens. And again, the Met brass is better than I at figuring these things out. But the one guy I know they're not going to trade is Brett Beatty. Uh, he has been the hottest hitter. Uh, he has slashed 323, 422, 538 in his last 25 games. In that span, included a 16-game hitting streak. He has not gone hitless in back-to-back -back games in May 20th and May 25th since then. And he has hit ninth homer of the year, a three-run shot Friday in Hartford. Now, how about Francisco Alvarez? If they're going... Back-to-back -back offers, he has now hit a three straight games where his OBP is 539. He's belted a home run on Wednesday and continues to be talked about. 
Mark Vientos, who only DH and played first base in his last four games, has a hit in each of those. And even more impressive, he has had a home run in each of the last three games. There's 14 homers on the year, which is second on the team behind Daniel Palka. Now how about Dominic Hamel? Single A St. Lucie. In his last three starts, spanning 15.1 innings, the righty has allowed just three earned runs, good for a 1.76 ERA. He struck out 19 batters in that span, and opponents are OPSing just 397 against him. As we mentioned about Ronnie Mauricio, his power stroke is still there. He has his 14th homer of the year, which he hit on Thursday, a three-run jack in Hartford. Looks like these guys were excited to have Mark Scherzer around, and Mauricio slugging 478 for the year. And Alex Ramirez, another prize prospect, he had a tough stretch. He went three for 41. He's gotten back into the swing of things. He's now riding a four-game hitting streak, and he has two hits in each of his last three games. He has six RBIs in his last two games, including four on Friday night against Jupiter. Now it's time to celebrate some Met birthdays today. All these guys were born on July 2nd. Hal Reniff, born in 1938. Tim Spear, born in 1966. Angel Kapagan, born in 1981, and Jared Eikhoff, born in 1990. Now in transactions on this date, July 2nd, the Mets selected Duffy Dyer in the seventh round of the free agent draft in 1966. They signed free agent Fernando Martinez, who was a big prospect, but never really mounted to much. And uh, they signed him on July 2nd, 2005. They signed free agent Andy Green in 2008, Ahmad Rosario, we just mentioned him in 2012, Ali Sanchez in 2013, and signed free agent Andres Jimenez uh, back in 2015. Uh, in this state in 2021, who remembers this? The Mets traded Will Toffey to the Giants for Anthony Banda. Seems like years ago, but it was only last year on this date. So there you have all the transactions for today. And now, as always, we're going to go to our Met Trivia and Jeopardy question of the day. Today's show is going to be short because there's an afternoon game today. Uh, so hopefully you guys can get ready for that and I won't keep you long here today. Uh, get you ready for the big ball game. Prep yourself for that game tonight. Well, today's Met Trivia and Jeopardy questions are, which one do you want first? Hmm. All right, you asked for it, you're going to get it. You're going to get the trivia question first. Who was the last Met player to play all nine innings in an All-Star game? Let me know if you got it right. When I give you the answer right after this. And the Met Jeopardy is, as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies, was selected for the uh, 1999 Major League Baseball All-Star game. He was traded by the Mets to the Atlanta Braves in exchange for Greg McMichael on November 25th, 1996. Who is it? Who is it? And now let's talk about what's going on in the greatest group in the world, New York Mets Baseball Way of Life. Shameless plug, if you're not a member of the Facebook group, please do join. Uh, Mike Fried, one of our moderators, says, Joe Benino says he doesn't want the Mets to give Jake a contract. He's fed up with them and said to let them walk. I don't know if that's going to sit well with the Mets fans. I don't know if they're going to cave to that pressure. Then we did a poll. Should the Mets bring up Francisco Alvarez? It was split right down the middle, 50-50. So who knows? Who knows? Right? I say, 
you got to bring these guys up and let them get experience. And this might be the perfect time for him to do it when there's no pressure on him. But what do I know? But it's nice seeing the Mets win in black again yesterday. That's for sure. And uh, always good stuff in the group. If you're not a member, join. Oh, and by the way, if you're not a member of this podcast, you don't subscribe, please do. You'll be ordered every time we do one. We try to do one every day for your listening pleasure. And uh, like I said, today's show is a little bit short today. Uh, sometimes I can go on for almost an hour. Uh, we'll touch on the birthday boys, Angel Pagan, Ikoff, all those other guys in a future episode. So keep that in mind for the off season. And until then, we're going to conclude now with the answers to the trivia and Jeopardy question. Are you ready? Okay, let's roll the tape, as Warner Wolf used to say. Who was the last Met player to play all nine innings in an All-Star game? Well, by golly, it was Carlos Beltran. Huh. Who would have guessed, right? Carlos played a full All-Star game one year for the Mets, and he's the last player to do it. And again... Mets final Jeopardy. Ready? You are. Okay, good, 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 good. Actually, I'm going to give you a different final Jeopardy. And give you a second thing as well. So pause it after I give it, because I'm going to give the answer right after. Traded by the New York Mets to the Atlanta Braves in exchange for Jeff Francoeur on July 10th, 2009. December 28th made the final out in Shea Stadium history in a 4-2 Met loss. Pause this if you don't want the answer right now, but here is the correct answer. It is, who is Ryan Church? Congratulations to our good friend John Tierney on getting that one right. So that's going to wrap up our podcast for today. A short but sweet one, but thank you for listening nonetheless. And like I said, we got a big game today at 4 o'clock. So uh, hopefully we can actually win the series by winning this one. We're up one nothing on the Rangers. And uh, it would be nice to actually sweep the Rangers, don't you think? In our ballpark, that's what I'm shooting for. We'll have Martin Perez, who's having quite a year, quite a reclamation project. He has really blossomed this year. He's 6-2 and two with a 2.22 ERA, going against Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams, again, expecting to fill big shoes today. He's 1-4 with a 3.64 ERA. Uh, if you want to watch the game, I think we all do, it's being broadcast on SNY at 4.10 p.m. If you're going to the game, enjoy the game. No matter what you do, watching, listening, going to the game, tune in tomorrow. We'll talk all about it tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the day. Hopefully it doesn't rain today. And let's go Mets. And again, thanks for listening. It means the world to me. Where do they go? To me!
Step right up and greet the Mets. 